0: I have been waiting to do this interview with my friend, Marie Feebach and my sincere apologies for saying her last name incorrectly on the podcast. But he, what I'm really excited about during this interview is just how outside the box Marie shares her strategies for using her Facebook group. And one of my most favorite things that you may or may not have known by now is when we have Facebook group owners that have Facebook groups that are completely outside the box. I've had authors on this podcast. I I love speaking to, to people that you wouldn't necessarily think that they would have a Facebook group or they're using their Facebook group in a completely different way than you would think they are. And Marie shares that with you in this episode, and I really can't wait for you to hear it. It was such a joy for me to sit down with one of my former students for Mastering the Art of Groups, the course. She was one of my very first students, and to see her success with utilizing her group in a way that's unconventional and a way that I want you to really think about when it comes to your own group. So let's listen in. Hi, I'm Anna Gray, your host for the Mastering the Art of Groups podcast. Join me as we stop winging our Facebook groups and start creating communities that don't rely on the algorithm. We'll be talking to course creators, coaches, and other online entrepreneurs who are maximizing the use of their Facebook groups, bringing in consistent sales by building long lasting relationships and really ditching the online entrepreneur hustle. I'll also be coming to you with the latest group updates and easy tips that you can take action on today to bring life back into your group. Hi guys, welcome to Mastering the Art of Groups. I have Marie Feibach on our call today, on our podcast today. I'm super, super excited to have her. She is actually one of my original students when it comes to creating and crafting a Facebook group that makes a difference. And let me tell you, she is a rock star. She's got an amazing podcast. She's got an amazing community. I cannot wait for you guys to hear from her and hear her best practices, what's working for her, any sort of tips that she has to share with you When you, I I love speaking to all sorts of business owners, everyone, you know, from authors to, you know, um, brick and mortar. And I can't wait for you to hear her side of her story. And she's also on uh, your local television. So I am enamored by what she does. Uh, with her business. So I can't wait for you to hear from Marie. Welcome to Mastering the Art of Groups.
1: Oh, Anna, thanks so much for having me. It is such a joy to be with you again. Yes, I was a student of yours last fall and your teachings have just helped my group evolve so much. And almost more than that, it's helped me as a business owner set proper expectations for my group. Um, you gave me a lot of freedom in your teaching that really helped me with my mindset around my group. And I am happy to talk about that. But yes, I am the owner of Feed Your Family Tonight and FeedYourFamilyTonight.com. I help busy parents plan and execute weeknight dinner, even when life is crazy. And I kind of have a whole conglomerate around that. I have a podcast, the Feed Your Family Tonight podcast. I do weekly segments on my local TV show. And now with the pandemic, I'm taping them from home and sending them in, but I'm still doing weekly segments on my TV. And then of course I have a Facebook group and I have even started coaching other chefs and food bloggers how to get on TV and how to do cooking segments. So I have multi-faceted things that I'm doing, but I love it. And my Facebook group is a key part of what I do. I love that.
0: I, and I'm, I'm a big fan of, women who have, you know, online businesses, but they also expand their businesses into something else. And it's really amazing that you've been able to do that, you know, starting with your original platform and really making a name for yourself and making yourself known so that you're inspiring other people to say, Hey, I want what you have. So I commend you for branching out from your Feed Your Family Tonight into something even bigger and, you know, probably exciting. You know, when we start new things and we start to teach new things, it gets really exciting, which probably spills back over into your your business, I'm guessing, right?
1: Oh, you know, it just, everything feeds on each other. I One of my favorite quotes is that a rising tide raises all boats. And I love helping others do better. That's one of your great talents too, Anna, is that you are boosting all of us up and everybody gets elevated as we help each other. There's room for everyone. And I just, I, I love that. And so that's a big, big part of what I'm doing. I love that. Great. So
0: um, why don't you share with
1: me, share, share with us a little bit about
0: your story and how you got started with Feed Your Family Tonight. You know what? What made you decide to go down that route and, um, you know, sh- teach you know our our families how to how to eat on a busy schedule?
1: How did you get started with that? Sure, I had been working a job that was a contract job that I knew was going to be ending, and this was in late 2016. And in 2017, I knew for all my life. That there was a business in me it's something that i knew deep in my spirit that someday i was going to have a business so i decided in 2017 to take an entrepreneurship coaching class and i got into a small group coaching with a gal who coached us in how to find our best business idea and she walked us through a process and her thing was go with what you know and what you already have and I was sitting on the sidelines. I had twins that were playing competitive soccer at the time. I have four kids. They're ages 17 down to 12 right now. My youngest are twin girls and they were playing competitive soccer. And I was sitting on the sidelines of soccer at dinner time, three to four days a week. And all of the moms were saying, yeah, we're going to run through the drive-through. We're going to get everybody fed, get homework done, get them in the bath and get them to bed. And I wasn't running my kids through the drive-thru and my friends were in awe at how I was managing dinner with four kids and all these different activities. And I had to kind of look back and reverse engineer what I was doing. And I came up with my three-step process for helping getting weeknight dinner on the table that centers around your activities because you can't figure out what you're going to eat until you know when you're going to eat and that was the seeds of Feed Your Family Tonight. It started with that. It moved into a meal planning notebook and a cookbook and public speaking. And then I started the Facebook group pretty quickly and eventually ended up with a segment on my local TV show. I reached out to anyone I could and my brother-in-law's best friend was dating the anchor at our local station. And she said, yeah, come on, we'll do a segment. And after my segment, the producer said, I want you back. Can you come back once a month? And I said, sure. And then after about two months of that, they said, how about coming in once a week? And so I've been doing it once a week ever since. So it's kind of a slow progression, but it starts with what I knew, what I loved, and what people were asking me about anyway.
0: Right, so you listened, you listened to what you know what the need was out there, and I will have to say that I was one of those moms,
1: oh, yeah, <laughs> right on
0: the sidelines at practice you know in the evenings, and even with my busy work schedule, I can totally relate to not to feeling you know inadequate for not bringing food to the table. And I will say that your, the way that you present it, it, it sucks me in every time. Like, oh, <laughs> you make you make it doable. And I love, I love the fact that you just reached out
1: and said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. And here you are, this
0: local celebrity, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's fun. My kids joke, they call me the food lady. And my daughter will do mock Instagrams of me where I'm like talking and she'll like Mock what I'm doing, and like my kids just roll their eyes because it's really fun. You know, we'll be in J.C. Penney's and they'll be like, "Oh, you're the food lady." <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's 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 fun, and I love it. And you know, my ultimate goal is to have a show on a major network, and I'm working towards that. It's just you've got to scratch and claw and work every piece of network that you have, and my Facebook group is a piece of that. Yeah. So, so why don't we share, um, why you decided
0: to create a Facebook group and a community around your business? Because, you know, you're being, clearly you're being seen in the, in the local community and you're being seen online. So why would someone like you decide to build an, an online community or a Facebook group? Well, the big
1: thing is people are seeing you, but you don't know what they're thinking about you. And if you want to connect with your people, I feel like a Facebook group is one of the most intimate ways to do it with a large group of strangers. A Facebook group takes something that is very sterile and makes it much more intimate. And that is what has happened with my Facebook group, especially because most of my followers are coming. They're starting to come from other places, but in the beginning, most of my followers were coming from my TV segments. I was very, very lucky that the anchors that I worked with created a graphic that had the Facebook logo and all, they always send people to my Facebook group after every segment. And I still two years in do that. And I get a handful of people every Monday after my segment that are joining, joining my group because they've seen me on TV. And what's great is I can learn what they like. I can learn who they are. I can learn what they do don't like. And it helps me create better recipes for them. And it helps me to create a personal connection because when you are in someone's television station, they know you and they like you and they want to know you better too. It really becomes more of a two-way conversation when you have the opportunity to connect in the Facebook group. Oh, I love that. I love that so much.
0: So do you, do you feel that once you started to listen to your group more that the feedback changed and, and it almost became that you were a a mind reader down the line because you were creating things around their, their struggles that you were
1: listening to is that, did you notice the difference with that? You know, that's something that I have struggled with as a Facebook group owner is that I can't ask them directly. I can't say, what kind of things do you want? What do you like? Because they can't articulate it. Right. But I, I can say, you have a pound of hamburger. What are you What are you going to make? And I can start seeing the types of things that they're making. And I can build my content around their responses because they... I have a lot of empty nesters in my group. You think about who is watching daytime television and it's a lot of empty nesters and they are not going to post on their own. They are barely using their Facebook to see their grandkids. The fact that they came to my group is a big step for them and, and they will answer questions and they will tell me about themselves when I haven't asked them anything directly but I can tell by their responses, the things that they are drawn to. And so it helps me craft recipes that work better for them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And
0: I, and honestly, I'm so glad that you said that because that is, that is, I think where Facebook group owners set themselves apart from other group owners. And, and we're, we're kind of all fighting for the same space, How are we going to, especially like what you said, how are we going to get these Facebook group people who don't necessarily spend a whole lot of time on Facebook, but how are we going to get them to spend their time in my group? And that is by creating and crafting these conversations that are not the, you know, templated, um simple questions because what happens with those simple templated questions they fall on deaf ears right like you said they can't articulate what they want to say but you have created and crafted them in a in a creative way to get the same information out and that's my absolute you know <laughs> my yes. absolute favorite thing in the whole world is to bill it is is this art of conversation and art of conversation in your group and that what you said nailed that i mean that's exactly it is that you're you're asking them the questions but they don't realize what you're really asking them but they're more than happy to share because you've created it in a way That makes it easy for them to share. So you've listened to them. You understand who they are. Like you said, you know that their emptiness you understand more about your group owners, or I'm sorry, your group members than most, most group owners do. Right. You've taken that. I love it. I love it i will say that that's part of my course so i that you you really understand your members and it makes such a big difference when it comes to creating creating that content and you are clearly creating it in a in a creative way and getting out of it what you need you know and you're getting to know your members as human beings which i'm sure on the other end for them here you are this tv personality and you're paying attention to them, which makes them feel so special. So everyone wins, right?
1: Totally, and here's the other thing that I really want people to know is that most of my members are not my ideal client. My ideal client is a mother of kids that are in school, but I am getting her parent. I am getting the empty nesters, but that information is still getting to my ideal client because the empty nesters are saying, you need to follow this Marie lady because she has got it figured out for kids. And so I tote a fine line between where my content caters to the empty nesters or where it caters to my true client, which is the busy families. But the empty nesters are the grandparents and they are getting me to their children. And that is where the magic happens. That is
0: brilliant. You're absolutely right. I can totally see that. Because they picture, honestly, I picture my own parents, my own in-laws. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it is. They have the time to spend. They're on TV. They connect. And the things that I get in my text message are things like that. They're, they're invita- honestly, they're invitations to Facebook groups that they think that I'll like, you know, when it comes to DIY painting or and I can absolutely see that happening. And it's so brilliant that you've paid attention to that and that you didn't actually go, why? I actually have the wrong people in my group. Instead, you said, wait a minute, how can I make these the right people and how can I get them? It's brilliant. I love, I so love the fact that you shared that.
1: Yeah because you know and I there are other group owners out there that have that situation where they have a group that's full of not their ideal client but there are ways to use the group members that you have to get to your ideal client and I I I just want people to be encouraged by that because I I have found a way to make it work for me and it can work for you too. That's so great. So along that
0: same lines, what, what would you say, what kind of tips would you give those, uh, business owners who have a Facebook group that are just kind of stuck with, uh, maybe that, what that being an issue, maybe they feel like they have the wrong, the wrong clients in there, the wrong customers in there, or the wrong people in there you know, what kind of advice would you give them or, or small tips that you could give them where they can act upon it today and say, okay, I feel better about my group now.
1: You know, there's a couple of things that have helped me. The first thing is I had to do a lot of trial and error, finding out what kinds of things got my people excited. And I've found, again, my group is focused around food and I find that people like to talk about what they're making. And I, this exact example, I heard another very large online entrepreneur say she put this exact post on her page or her group in her group, and it fell flat. And that was what's for dinner. So she wrote what's for dinner tonight in her group. And her group was a business owner group of high level entrepreneurs. And she gets nothing. I write what's for dinner every Thursday in my group. It is a recurring post. And I think I get 70 responses, 80 responses, like my people like to say what's for dinner. So it takes some trial and error to find out what your people like to talk about and what they'd like to respond. And once you find out what they like to talk about, then find other ways to get them talking about that same thing over and over again. I've had a lot of of luck lately with this and that posts because it's all around food and I'll say would you rather have pie or, pie or cake and they start talking about their grandma's cherry pie and how much they love it and then someone then they start sharing recipes and they start sharing with each other. They're never going to post that on their own, but if I get them talking about themselves and what they like with a simple this or that post, then then they start engaging more. And a lot of that's my demographic. I'm very, I'm watching them carefully on that, but um, you want to find out what they want to talk about and it may or may not be what you want to talk about. The other thing I've been doing lately that has been really helping me is instead of doing just a big old welcome post, which I know you've talked about this before is I am private messaging anybody who wants to join the group and I say, Hey, welcome to the group. I, in my questions, I ask them how they found me and I'll ask them something about that, um, about how they found me or what one of their struggles with dinner is and get them. And I've been having these delightful conversations right. with these new members and they're giving me so much information for future content, which is just beautiful, which they would never give. If I said, tell me what you want to hear on the podcast. Yeah. They would not, if I wrote that post in my group, I would get radio silence.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And okay. So
0: those tips are amazing. And, and, and I'm sure you could go on with all sorts of things that you're utilizing, but I think the main focus is that you, you say, you know, trial and error. So Mm -hmm. instead of creating a post and saying, oh, that fell flat you actually take it a step further and say, okay, that fell flat. Why did that fall flat? And you really take a look at all of the possibilities of why. And then you go, okay, well, next time we're going to try this and see what happens. So it's really kind of a push and pull with your group versus a push and hope. Push and cross your fingers, which is what most people do. So I... I commend you for listening and paying attention and not being afraid to try things and more importantly not being afraid to say that didn't work as well as I thought it would work but how can I you know create this in a different way so that I can get that that same information or you know cr- get get a conversation going or, you know, build some more relationships. I love that you've taken your group as being this, you know, living, breathing thing versus this place to post your content. Right.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It is. It's a living, breathing thing. And and, and it's a give and take. Here's another little thing that really has helped me is that occasionally when someone does post a question, I am the expert and I have the answer, but I do not answer. I let the other members come in and answer and I'll make sure that I individually like everything, but I don't speak. Um, and I found that that boosts engagement too, because if I come in with the first answer, right. No one else is going to answer. Cause I'm the expert.
0: So what would you say to those people that would say, well, I, I'm waiting for somebody to answer, but they won't answer. How would you handle
1: a conversation like that? I know. And I, that happens in my group as well. Well, I've had that happen a couple of times. And there's a couple of people that I know personally, like they're friends, but they're also in my target. And I'll say, Hey, Monica, do you have an answer for that? Or Sarah, I saw that she posted something last week similar. And so I'll tag other members that know, that might be able to help me out. And again, this, this sounds silly, but Sarah is my sister and I'll say, Sarah, I need you to go in and answer. And I'll send my sister a personal text and say, Hey, can you answer that one to kind of get things going? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not above that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I love it. it. And you're using it. You're using your group as a tool. It's, it's a, it's an amazing free tool, but you're using every inch of it to really develop those relationships and, and your group is amazing. What you share is amazing. Like I said, I always, it always pops up in my feed and I get sucked in and, I will also say that I may not be the one that's liking or commenting on everything. So, you know, there are plenty of us around. That's another message out there. So when you get frustrated, I just brought this up in my group recently, but when you get frustrated that people may not be liking or commenting on things, they really are seeing it not. I'm a perfect example of one of those members in your group. I see your stuff, it shows, but I may not, I be, may be in passing or at the grocery store at you know, work or whatever but your, your information is so valuable. So it's, you know, we all need to take note of that. Those, those members are there, even if they're not. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. And especially if you're like me, my demographic, they are stalking much more than they are commenting. And I had issues with that at the beginning, but one of the one things that you taught that just change is when you started teaching about business to business versus business to consumer when i realized that i was speaking to a group of consumers and that they will behave differently it was like the light bulb went off and i was okay with them not posting on their own right and i was okay with people that just kind of stalked i'll get a lot of likes and few comments on some things especially on my videos when i repost my videos Uh, I won't get very many comments but I get a lot of likes people are watching yeah. they are seeing it yeah.
0: yeah and you kind of let let your hair down and you you don't know, and and it comes across in your content once you once you understand the way that facebook group psychology once you understand that then you show up different and you're able to show up the best that you possibly can show up so I love that you share that as well it's like you've you've taken note of the fact that you know the, who your audience is and why they show up the way they do, so that is fantastic i love I love the tips that you shared, and I know we love to keep this short because and, and just actionable and so that people can take it and run with it so would you please share where people can find you, where they can find your Facebook group, and really share what you have to offer you know i want I want my listeners to to connect with you because you've got such a valuable, valuable service and product.
1: That's right. I am at feedyourfamilytonight.com. My Facebook group is Feed Your Family Tonight. So you just type in Feed Your Family Tonight in the search bar in Facebook and you'll get to me. On Instagram, I'm at Marie Feebach, F I E B A C H. And I do a lot of posting over there. But if you are a busy parent, trying to figure out weeknight dinner around your kids, or if you're trying to figure out school lunches, anything that has to do with families and food, I am here to help. That is, that is my jam. I have a weekly meal planning sheet and a master meal planning sheet. And if you're ever interested in that, you can get that at feedyourfamilytonight.com slash plan. It's free and I would love to have any busy parent come in, or if you want to just come and see how my Facebook group runs, come on in. Uh, Just let me know you came from Anna and I'll let you in.
0: (laughs) Great. Yes. We all like those questions. We like to find where our, where our members come from. (laughs) I'm so glad that you shared that. Thank you for spending some time with me and sharing your, your, your wins really in your group. I love that we can circle back from you know, day one when we first jumped into kind of teaching that Facebook group psychology and the, the reasons behind our content and the art of conversation and those things. And then now seeing your group and seeing, I mean, you just, you've mastered it. You really have mastered the art of your group. And so I appreciate you sharing that, your wins, your successes. And I just hope for the best and hope that you. I can't wait to see you on, you know, a network sharing what you have. So thank you so much for joining me.
1: Oh, Anna, the pleasure has been mine. Thank you so much. You are just so good for all of us group owners. So keep, keep it up because we, we love learning from you. Thanks. Hey.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Mastering the art of Facebook groups. I encourage you to subscribe if you are a Facebook group owner or are looking to start a Facebook group. And I would love for you to review this podcast because it just allows me to show up more and share more tips for you when it comes to Facebook groups. And one more thing if you are interested in a free training I have called Algorithm Proofing Your Facebook Group, Then go to my website, ourcommunitycafe.com, and look for the button that says free training. I would love to see you in there. And thanks again. I have been waiting to do this interview with my friend, Marie Feebach, and my sincere apologies for saying her last name incorrectly on the podcast. But what I'm really excited about during this interview is just how outside the box Marie shares her strategies for using her Facebook group. And one of my most favorite things that you may or may not have known by now is when we have Facebook group owners that have Facebook groups that are completely outside the box. I've had authors on this podcast. I I love speaking to, to people that You wouldn't necessarily think that they would have a Facebook group or they're using their Facebook group in a completely different way than you would think they are. And Marie shares that with you in this episode and I really can't wait for you to hear it. It was such a joy for me to sit down with one of my former students for Mastering the Art of Groups the course. She was one of my very first students and to see her success with utilizing her group in a way that's unconventional and a way that I want you to really think about when it comes to your own group. So let's listen in. I have been waiting to do this interview with my friend Marie Feebock and my sincere apologies for saying her last name incorrectly on the podcast. But What I'm really excited about during this interview is just how outside the box Marie shares her strategies for using her Facebook group. And one of my most favorite things that you may or may not have known by now is when we have Facebook group owners that have Facebook groups that are completely outside the box, I've had authors on this podcast. I, I love speaking to to people that you wouldn't necessarily think that they would have a Facebook group, or they're using their Facebook group in a completely different way than you would think they are. And Marie shares that with you in this episode, and I really can't wait for you to hear it. It was such a joy for me to sit down with one of my former students for Mastering the Art of Groups, the course. She was one of my very first students and to see her success with utilizing her group in a way that's unconventional and a way that I want you to really think about when it comes to your own group. So let's listen in.